how about that cigar? How about that cigar? What a beautiful night, as you can see. Um, there's something behind us that you've never seen on How About That Cigar before. What's it called? Drywall. It's called drywall <laughs> because that's a real actual wall behind us. That's a, so, uh, it's an actual thing. We want to thank you. Uh, thank you guys for watching this evening. It, we're back um, in uh, back in Minnesota after our, our run to Kentucky. I had an absolute great time last weekend with uh, oh, man with everybody at uh, at at Fat Ash Cigar Lounge in Ashland, Kentucky, for the national release party of the uh, the CAO session, and uh, had a great time. I just I can't say enough about that trip and um, all the amazing things that we were a part of and were blessed to be a part of. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, it's just. It was stupid. Yeah. Awesome. The, uh, I mean, the people were great. Um, Ricky Rodriguez Ugh. from CAO is a great What a dude. rock star. And uh, he, he even got honored by, uh, <laughs> by Boyd County. They, uh, uh, they, they declared, declared. Uh, July 19th Ricky Rodriguez Day. Yeah. And, I mean, he, Ricky even got a little choked up. Oh, man. It was a beautiful moment. It Ricky really was. didn't know it was going to happen. Matt didn't even know it was going to happen. No. No, no um, idea. It was great. The uh, uh, the shop owner Tom Folks, who was amazing, yeah, uh, came and uh, whispered in my ear, uh, which was also amazing, by the way. Just that little moment, <laughs> um, and then uh, told me what was going to happen, and I was so excited, and I couldn't wait. And Ricky kept going on and on about yeah. uh, a cigar, yeah. and and I was like, "Come on, dude, let's just. I want to get to this thing. I want to do this thing. I was so yeah. excited." And uh, yeah, he got choked up, and it was it was awesome. Yeah the uh, the people there are wonderful. Um, I mean Tom Dwight um, and and everybody there who's you know unfortunately names I'm I'm forgetting, but you know we got to uh, hang out with some people from uh, you know that we got to know at Ristafari or some people we got to know through MHC. Mm-hmm. So yep, and uh, Jay uh, photographer who is uh, taking a lot of shots. You'll yeah. be seeing some photos of his uh of the event uh, probably pretty soon yeah i would imagine yeah absolutely um jay uh jay was kind enough to give us permission to use some of his photos and and we're going to have links to his facebook and instagram pages so that you guys can go and and check him out and if you are anywhere near that area and uh you know want somebody who can uh Take some pretty awesome photographs. I think uh, mm-hmm. Jay might be up for a challenge like that. Oh, for sure. Uh, Garrett, would you take a minute and tell us about what we're... Oh, sorry. Let's go back really quick. Uh, good evening. It's episode uh, 18 mm-hmm. of How About That Cigar. It is, uh, it's, it's Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's July 24th. Uh, so we're less than a week removed from our last show since we were, uh, we were in Kentucky for the show over the weekend. Uh, normally, we're on Tuesday nights, but last night, I was at the Twins game, mm. the Twins game where um, Twins-Yankees, uh, it was a great game. Don't get me wrong. It was a great game, mm. but uh, uh, mm. we lost in 10. Hey, and you know what? If uh, if you win the first game of a series and then lose by a couple runs in 10 to the Yankees, who are the best? I mean, I'm sorry, but they're the best they're team the best in the American team. League. Yep. Right now. 
Yep. Um, they're really they're really playing tremendous baseball. And the fact is, the Twins are still playing good baseball, but they're struggling. They're making some bad choices. I think. I think they're pushing well, the bullpen. That's really yeah, been struggling. I think they're just <clears> pushing <throat> uh, pushing their bullpen a little too hard. Yep. And um, there's also some guys hurt. And, and I always hate to use that as an excuse for baseball, but the fact is, there are some guys hurt. Yep. Um, so I think once we get everybody back into the lineup. I mean, Scoop and Crone. Yeah. I mean, those are two big bats that yeah. we're missing for sure. But, um, but they're, I mean, they're, <clears throat> they're playing the Yankees again as we speak, and they're down by a few runs last time I checked. Yep. So, you know, hopefully they can turn things around. Um, so, yeah, episode 18, How About That Cigar? Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Yeah, please like and share the video. Absolutely. And I would like to introduce today's tasty treat. Boom. Brought to you by Southern Draw Cedrus. I want to say Cedrus. Yep. And Cedrus comes from many places. We have got <clears throat> um, so it uses a Indonesian Sumatra Basuki wrapper. Yes. Nicaraguan Habano two thousand binder, and then we've got four different fillers in this bad boy. Dominican Piloto Cubano Viso, a Nicaraguan Criollo 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 98 Viso from Esteli, uh, Habano 92 Kualali, and uh, Corojo 99 Ligero from Jalapa. That's a lot of words you All, just said. Well, I mean, <clears throat> what that tells me is there's a lot of things going on in the cigar. Yes. After talking with Ricky about all the things that he does to um, formulate cigars, and uh, I can't imagine using six I know. different tobaccos I know. to create a cigar. My gosh. Well, let's. Uh, uh, here's a cutter for you. Go ahead and uh, let's, let's get fired up. Um, before we get on to the, the main topic at hand that we're going to discuss tonight, I wanted to let everybody know that next week, um, on our regularly scheduled Tuesday nights. So next Tuesday um, is the 30th of July, and we have an absolutely outstanding special uh, event that's going to happen on that show. So um, we are going to have Jesse and Steve, who are the directors and the filmmakers behind Hand Rolled, the movie. Uh, if you don't know that uh, Hand Rolled is a documentary that they made all about the premium cigar industry, about the history, about the current events with FDA, about the people and the places and the process and the, and the love and the culture behind premium cigars that makes it so wonderful. And they made this absolutely outstanding documentary film. And they premiered it at... Uh, IPCPR in 2018, and I was I was fortunate enough to be in the room when they played the movie. It's a great, oh, great film. How long is and, it? Uh, it's about uh, just over 90 minutes. That's awesome. Uh, if I remember correctly. Um, and they, um, yeah, they premiered it at IPCPR, and they were looking for a distribu- distribution agreement. Obviously, they want to be able to market the movie someplace. And... They finally just announced uh, yesterday, I think it was, that the movie is available right now 
for sale and for rent on iTunes. Boom. And, and in August, it will be also available on Google and Amazon. So if you're an Apple user, go right now and buy. It's $14.99. Go right now and buy um, the movie called Hand Rolled, a film about cigars. It's an absolutely outstanding watch, and you will learn so much about the history and the, and the culture that goes into premium cigars. So we're very grateful. Next week, Tuesday night, uh, Jesse and Steve, the filmmakers behind that, will be live on How About That Cigar? What an honor. Yeah. So I'm going to fire this up. Do that thing. So one of the favorite things that I like to do when traveling is food. And uh, in our trip to Kentucky, it certainly didn't disappoint. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of amazing, um, I mean, just just a lot of really good uh, little stops yeah. to uh, to make that trip even sweeter. Um, but as sweet as that is, the people in that area, I mean, they really don't get any better than that. Yeah. Um, everyone we talked with and met with was kind and nice and inviting and welcoming. And you just felt like yeah. it was instant family. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a really they have a spirit of generosity yeah around that area absolutely that's pretty awesome yeah um and and uh what was the i I wish i could remember i think it was called the ale house was the place we ate on that last day before we hit the road oh my god and uh josh wooten (laughs) josh wooten got this thing that i almost ordered off the menu and i wish i would have he ordered this peanut butter peanut butter maple chicken and waffle fried chicken and the thing was just ridiculous and he said it was awesome so next time i'm in that area and we are absolutely mm-hmm. going back absolutely. next time i'm gonna order that peanut butter maple chicken waffle because it just looks stupid it was i mean this place was apparently known for macaroni and cheese and don't get me wrong yeah they had like nine different kinds of mac and cheese their mac and cheese was was delicious yeah. but i kept looking over at wooten mm-hmm. and his food was disappearing and yep. i was getting sad yeah i was jealous so next time Next time we go back. That should be in my face. <laughs> in your face. In my face. Um, so this week, um, we wanted to talk about some of the, you know, some of the things we run into as cigar smokers. That for those of us who are really super experienced cigar smokers, they're going to seem like sort of remedial. They're going to seem, you know, uh, well, of course, I know that. But, you know, the fact is we're going to have people watching and listening who are maybe a little bit newer to cigars. So we want to, you know, give them a little bit of information too. Um, so this week it's a little bit about, uh, common cigar problems and, you know, you could have anything from, uh, from a tight draw to problems with your lighter to, um, uh, there's other stuff on, on our list too, but, um, those are some of the things we're going to, going to get into. And we got some written down, some will just come off the cuff. So let's, uh, Let's dive right in. Boom. Do it. Um, so the first thing when uh, that I always think about is I want the cigar to have a good draw. And if you're buying cigars from a reputable company that has a good factory uh, or has their cigars made at a good factory if they don't have their own, um, 
than, especially if they're coming from established places like Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, Honduras, Costa Rica. Um, for the most part, you're going to typically get a cigar that's got a good draw and you're not going to have mm-hmm. any issues with it. But even from the best of factories, sometimes one slips through the cracks and you're going to get a cigar that's just got a tight draw. Um, so what do you do about that? I mean, you paid, let's say you paid anywhere from eight to 18 bucks for that cigar. Um, you should probably just throw it out, right? Throw it against the wall. Yeah. That's what I do. Uh, glad you asked Matt, because there are several remedies to this issue. Yeah. I feel like we should have like a little black and white, um, with the, uh, (laughs) the, the, the more, you know, yeah. Um, so there, there are so many different things you can do if you end up with a tight draw on the cigar. The first thing that, that you can do is of course, you know, right around, right around here, you know, you've got the foot of the cigar where that's the end you light. You've got the head of the cigar. That's the end you cut. Um, what you can do sometimes it, now this is a box press cigar. You can just very gently just give it some give it some squeezes. Oh, squeeze that it. can open up the pockets in between those tobacco leaves in there and just give you a little bit more airflow, a little squeeze bit more it. draw. Squeeze it. If it's a round cigar, um, then you can you can twist it between your fingers a little bit. Now, one of the things you want to do is don't do that too roughly because you can just crack the hell out of the wrapper and then you're going to have more problems. So, oh, so well. try not to do that. And and what you can do too is you can feel up and down the cigar and all of a sudden you'll you'll find that knot you'll find that that spot where it's either twisted or whatever the the deal is and just work it a little yeah Uh, tom thanks for joining us brother um we gave you a shout out earlier but thanks for joining the show um and hey if you guys know a little secret um, maybe that we don't talk about, please feel free to share in the comments. Yeah, definitely. We're, Cause these are some of those problems we all deal with and, and, you know, we're not going to have all those, those, mm-hmm. uh, those little hidden secrets. And if you have one of those, uh, just type it in the comments and let everybody know. Absolutely. Um, and one of the other things that are, they're becoming more and more com- common in the marketplace are things called draw tools. And this one, it's kind of hard to see because of a lot of black backgrounds, but you know, this is a this is called a perfect draw. That's just the brand that this particular draw tool is, and it comes in this. It's uh, it's machined aluminum, and in this tube, you've got. If you've seen the show Dexter, <laughs> this is and, something that he it, might use. It's in this machined aluminum tube. Um, it's got the handle that screws off of it with a stainless steel rod that has the tip of it is bird severe and it's very very sharp you got to be careful with these things but what you'll do with this if you have a cigar that has a tight draw and this one this cedrus does not have a tight draw so i'm not i'm not going to do this but you just you insert it and twist while it's like a catheter just like a cat (laughs) just like a catheter you insert it and twist and and get down, you know, until you, you'll typically feel resistance. So you'll feel that tight spot and just give it some twists and then gently pull that back out of there. And you'll see some of those shredded, some of that shredded tobacco come out of there and that'll open the draw up for you. And the good thing about this, 
um, this perfect draw is you can also use that bird tip on there. When you get down to the point where your cigar's down to the nub, but you don't want to be done, just pop that in there, and then you've got yourself a nub tool. You can finish that cigar down to nothing without burning your fingers. So, And then just brush, brush that have. off and pop it right back in the machined aluminum tube, and that's it. And it's super compact. Put it in your travel humidor. Always have it with you. It's it's a great tool. And there are a couple other brands. This is just one called the Perfect Draw that that I picked up online last year. And I never used a draw tool until about last year just because uh, I don't super often, but when I do smoke Cubans, I keep this close at hand because – you know, I'm not. I'm not sorry to say that it's just the truth that Cuban cigars have draw problems on a very frequent basis. But you know, I heard that's the way they like to smoke them. I think it's probably true. It's what a lot of them are and used so to. So we're accustomed to, yeah. you know, a much looser draw. I don't know. You guys, let me know. Do you like it tight or do you like it loose? <laughs> I'm staying away from that. Just asking. Uh. Next one, um, you could be smoking your cigar, and you can see that the foot is lit. You can see it's got a nice cherry. It's nice and nice and warm. There's and you can see that there's smoke coming from the foot, but when you puff on it, you barely get anything at all. You get this really, uh, and the draw is okay, but you still you can see the cherry heating up, but you're just getting very little uh, smoke. It's it's wispy. It's sort of light and airy. And you're not getting a lot of depth in the smoke. Mm-hmm. Now, there are cases where that could just be the tobacco that we was used, and it could be a uh, you know an in, inexpensive cigar that was made with poor quality tobacco. That is possible. But if you're smoking a cigar from a reputable company that you know you just are having a bad experience with, um, what that could end up being is you could have around the wrapper. Um, you could have some leaks and typically yep. the, an air leak, um, if it's just on the wrapper nine times out of 10, it's going to be fine. You're not going to have to worry about it because the binder is actually uh, with the binder, which is just below the wrapper. That's the layer of tobacco leaves that if there are, uh, if there are air holes in there, you're going to have, you're going to have leaks. Yep. Um, and a good way to test for that, to see if there are air leaks. Cause obviously when you're drawing in the air is going this way through the cigar into your mouth, um, you won't be able to see that. So if you just give a little, while the cigar is in your mouth, just give a little puff out and push some air out through the cigar. And on the side of the wrapper here, you'll start to see little tiny wisps of of smoke come popping out of some little holes. That's where your leaks are. So you can uh, just use your finger, you know, hold a l- little further up on the cigar, plug that leak, and mm-hmm. then that'll get right through it. Sometimes it could just be that you need to, um, uh, you need to purge that cigar and purging the cigars, like I said, blowing out through the cigar a little bit, and that can help to sort of get combustion back to a good rate because if combustion, uh, isn't happening properly on that cigar, you're going to get some of that wispy smoke where it's hot, but that smoke isn't making it through the cigar. So a little purge that'll help a lot. And, and purging, uh, actually helps with quite a few different, you know, uh, problems you could have while you're smoking a cigar. Yep. So it's a helpful tip. It really is. Um, and you know, like for me, I almost have an issue with this, but I saw it every once in a while when you cut a cigar, you can get a crack down 
down the cigar. It happens mm-hmm. to just about any cigar. Um, can yeah, even cigar. even the best brands, and it, even the best it depends brands. on it depends on how old the cigar is, how you how store, well it's been how you stored the how yeah. you stored the cigar, what the weather is like while you're smoking it in yep. the place. If it's uh, if it's really, you know, if it's really super humid out, or if it's really super dry out, you you can just have that where where tension, you know, because they're they're wrapped with a fair amount of tension on those leaves, and yep. Um, when they're pressed into those molds and they get that wrapper leaf put on there, you know, sometimes it just happens where there's going to be enough tension on there and you get temperature and humidity changes and you're just going to have a, uh, it'll just split. It happens. Um, but, um, if it goes haywire, what are your thoughts, Garrett? If it just goes, uh, if, if you, the wrapper starts to split on you, but so let's say the wrapper starts to split on you, but the binder's holding. Mm-hmm. So you can still smoke through that, but to keep it from unraveling. Yep. So one of the things that I judge cigars on is my experience of smoking. And any time where I have to pay so much attention to that cigar that it becomes an annoyance, it's time to give up on that cigar yeah, and start over. That but, does happen. Uh, there's a line there, and every person's line is going to be different. And for me, um, if if you know just a simple simple uh, finger or making sure that that crack isn't running anymore or I'm not losing any draw. Yeah. If I don't have to continuously pay attention, you know, a, a lot of attention to that, you know, issue, flaw, whatever it is, um, then it's it's uh, salvageable in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, like this one, um, this happens maybe once out of 100 cigars, I, you know, maybe more. Um, and, you know, it... it it's not causing me any issue because again, that binder is really what's, what's um, in play here. Um, a good comment by Dan uh, big bear says draw needs to be balanced open with a little resistance. Yeah, I agree with that. I totally agree with that as well. Yeah. Cause we had, uh, I don't remember which one it was. We were, we were smoking on the way home. Oh my from gosh. Kentucky. It was air. And it was really, the draw was, it, now don't get me wrong, the cigar tasted really good. Great. It had tons of smoke output, but the draw was actually way too open, mm-hmm. uh, which means that it was, you know, the cigar was um, was underfilled. So maybe, um, you know, maybe they just didn't have enough uh, filler leaves in that, in that cigar. And uh, it just, you know, there was so much airflow. It was like... Um, I mean, it was, it was, it was like, like a straw, a straw basically yeah, with some smoke in there. Yeah. Um, another one kind of still related to the wrapper leaf thing is you can get this sometimes when you buy cigars, maybe at a shop or, or it's more common if you buy cigars from an online retailer and you have them shipped to you, sometimes uh, they'll get a little bit damaged in mm-hmm. transit. Or if you do a trade with somebody and you send them five cigars, they send you five cigars or whatever. Sometimes they get damaged in transit. You can actually, the same, the same glue, and I use glue, you know, I use the term glue just because, um, you know, that's sort of what we're used to. But it's, it's, a, it's a, a flavorless vegetable gum. It's gum Arabic or, or, or I think sometimes maybe they use xanthan gum, I think. maybe Sometimes they will use xanthan gum, yeah. Um, you can actually buy that. And it mm-hmm. comes in it. You you get it from Amazon or Whole Leaf Tobacco or whatever, and they'll send it to you in a powder form, and you mix it with a little bit of water. And it, so, if you get a, a cigar in the mail that's that's got a torn wrapper, you can actually repair that yourself. You know, take a little bit of that goma 
and you know mix it up and put a super thin layer to to repair that torn wrapper and then just set it aside in your humidor for uh, it doesn't really take super long to dry set it aside in your humidor for a day and then you'll be able to smoke that cigar with less risk of it coming unraveled on you yep um one of the other things you got to be careful of when you can see how crooked i don't know if i can get this in the right angle you can see how crooked that i cut that cigar but one of the things i did not do is i did not cut past the shoulder so mm-hmm. you see the the cigar goes up this way and then just as it starts to curve that's called the shoulder mm. and the cap goes down there and and is is wrapped around if you cut past that shoulder then there's a high likelihood that the wrapper is going to start to come unraveled on it because that cap um, is what keeps that in place for you. Um, and again, forgive my crooked cut job. But that's one of the reasons that, you know, I don't always use this cutter, but it's, it's a cutter that I that I like, um, and it's called a perfect cutter. It's got Wow. It's got a stopper on the back of it. So you can only push the cigar into it so far, and then it takes off a pre-measured uh, amount of the head of the cigar when you go to cut it. I think we need to have Big Bear on. What did he say? Dude, this guy's a rock star tonight. He said flavorless chapstick also works in a pinch. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. You, you come around more often. That's a great, yeah, that's a great tip. Yeah, um, I love it. So the shoulder is absolutely crucial. And um, if you pay attention to the shoulder of a cigar, it'll have between one and three caps. And you can see those cap lines. And anywhere um, before the last cap comes over the wrapper is where you want to cut. Yeah. Um, And it'll be different. You know, this is a box press Toro. You'll have... uh, torpedo cigars that that come to a tip a point and you know those i actually like to cut those at an angle uh and so that that angle um is is pointed at the roof of my mouth i tend tend to get better well the draw is a little better but i more do it because that the smoke gets to the roof of the mouth and i get better flavor out of it and with torpedoes for me i start really uh, really i mean i almost tip it and then yeah. check it yep, exactly. and go a little bit more and check it until it gets to that perfect draw. That's what I love about torpedoes. Yeah, exactly. And not that I'm recommending this, but it with a torpedo cigar, you can, in most cases, you can cut a little bit if, if it's a really tight draw. Um, and you can cut past the shoulder a little bit on torpedoes and have less of an issue than you would with a Parejo like, like, or, or something like this. Well, the other thing to keep in mind too, with uh, uh, torpedoes and Salamones and anything in that kind of shape family, the top rollers are rolling those cigars because right. they are the hardest cigars to roll. Yeah. Lanceros, Salamones. Yep. Yeah. So you are less likely to have those issues in general with uh, those cigars. Well, and even, even, if let's say down here by the by the ash line, let's say it's starting to split open a little bit. Honestly, even just in a in a pinch, just a quick fix to keep that from flapping around, just a little saliva. Lick. Just lick your thumb, get a little bit on there, and it'll take care of it. Yeah. You know, just to keep it from flapping around while you're and then the burn line will catch up to that spot and you'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't go licking your 
cigar right there by the ash no. line because what that's going to do is burn your tongue and go send you to the hospital. So don't do that. Just lick that flap down. Lick that. Lick the flap. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll have to remember that. <laughs> um, so yeah, go on, uh, go on Amazon, buy a little packet of uh, gum Arabic because it's, it'll probably cost you like a few dollars and have some around in case you ever get a damaged cigar. You can repair it, put it back in your humidor and let it sit for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. If you want, let's say that you are really getting into cigars and you hear guys talk about, you know, oh, I get this flavor from a cigar. Oh, I get that flavor from a cigar. And I, the fact is that's all 100% subjective within reason. I mean, for the most part, there are certain tobaccos that just taste like, that have certain characteristics to them. And the the only reason we really use those terms, you know, you smoke it and you say, oh, I'm getting baking spices and dark cocoa powder and that kind of thing. No, it doesn't taste like baking spices. No, it doesn't taste like cocoa. But they're just terms that we use to to help describe certain things. Um, you know, there's there's uh, there's generic characteristics like sweetness or spiciness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's more specific characteristics, and they they're really just sort of tools that we use to to uh, uh, gauge specific kinds of tobacco because there are certain types of tobacco that have very particular tastes and you know if you're i'm smoking this cigar and oh i'm getting you know this there's this flavor note that sort of reminds me of 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 roasted almonds Mm. then you know okay this cigar's got x kind of x type of tobacco in it and the next time i smoke another cigar and i get oh i'm getting this flavor note that sort of reminds me of roasted almonds and then if you get your palate kind of tuned a little bit, then you realize, oh, this cigar has the same kind of tobacco as that last one that I got that same sort of flavor note. And that's a cool thing when you when you start getting a little bit, you know, dialed in with with the way you can taste things. Um, it's it's fun to do that. Yeah, because then you can sort of sort of um, play a little game with yourself and say, can I can I maybe start guessing some of these things? And and it it may take a long time for your palate to develop yeah and it may never happen you know there are some people i know that enjoy love cigars um but they're a thumbs up thumbs down kind of people yeah i like the cigar yeah you know and that's fine yep absolutely however you enjoy the cigar yeah you don't have to tell me that it tastes like if the only flavor notes you ever get are this one's mild or this one's strong that's fine that's awesome this one's spicy you're enjoying a cigar that's fine you know, you're uh, part of the cigar group. Yep. You're part of the cigar community. You're enjoying, <clears throat> you're enjoying a premium handmade product. Yep. Don't feel that you need to yeah. like, oh, why am I not tasting that cinnamon yeah. when he says he's tasting it? Don't worry about it. Do you enjoy the cigar? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Then smoke the cigar. Yeah, that's what matters. Yep. Um, part of that is um, what we call what we call retrohaling, and mm-hmm. it's just a fancy, it's just a fancy term for so. You take your cigar. Normally, when you puff on a cigar, because premium hand-rolled cigars, you do not inhale the smoke from premium hand-rolled cigars. These are not cigarettes or vape, God forbid. These are premium hand-rolled whole-leaf tobacco. So you puff on the cigar. You hold the smoke in your mouth for a minute. 
and then you gradually blow the smoke back out of your mouth. But you will get there are so many things going on up here in your olfactory, so many receptors up here. So what you want to do is you want to take the smoke into your mouth and then you want to hold the smoke in your mouth and you want to push your tongue up and that will that will force the smoke through your sinus cavity out of your nose. It never goes into your lungs. It just goes up through your sinus cavity and out of your nose. And what that does is it passes that smoke through all those receptors and you get you can get a lot more out of your cigar experience if you do that. And you don't my personal thing, I know guys who every single puff, they retrohale. That's not me. I can't, I actually can't do that. It's just too, too much on, you know, especially if it's a cigar that's got a lot of uh, peppery and spicy characteristics. I, I, it's every third or fourth puff, I'll, I'll blow most of the smoke out and then I'll let like the last 30% of that smoke out through my nose. So just watch here. Hard to see, but... It's hard to see on the camera, but some of the smoke comes out of the nose. The rest of the smoke comes out of the mouth. This one has a very defined, very, very defined spice that, you know, tingles. Whew, that tingles the inside of those nasal passages when that smoke passes through. And uh, I know immediately if this is a cigar that I even want to try to retrohale. Uh, cause for me, it's too much. It's like, uh, uh, for me, I love spicy foods. Um, but often, you know, I'll meet, you know, I'll talk with somebody, do you like spicy food? They're like, no, I can't even do spicy <laughs> foods. That's what retrohaling is for me. Um, if it's a super mild cigar, um, you know, like a, a Davidoff or an Ashton, um, I can retro some of that and, and it's okay. And it totally changes the flavor. It's amazing. You should try it and find out if you're somebody who, you know, enjoys it, likes it. Um, but I typically do not retro. Yeah. And, and what, what I recommend everybody do, do is try it. And mm -hmm. if you've never retro hailed before, try it with a mild cigar, get a good quality Connecticut shade wrapper. That's a mild blend. And, LF, try LF, it with that first lfd chisel the lfd double harrow chisel um or the um the roma craft neanderthal mm -hmm. um no we're not trying to kill anybody here but try if you've never retrohaled before get yourself one of your milder yep, cigars very mild cigar and and just try it out you know get um uh early on in that cigar get a puff hold that smoke in your mouth for a minute and just gently start to push that uh, smoke out of your nose and you know it uh, it'll surprise you but I just tend to get a lot more characteristics out of a cigar uh, Big Bear we are smoking the Southern Draw Cedrus this is the new Toro size and grateful thank yous to Robert and Sharon Holt for providing us with some lovely samples um, they were just beyond absolutely generous and we thank you guys so much um, and, and to just talk about this cigar a little bit, it is a beautiful box press. Yeah. It is, uh, like I said, even with those, you know, cracks, um, I have zero draw issues. 
it is on the looser end of the draw, but a lot of smoke output, a lot of flavor. Tons of smoke. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's really, it's really got, so it's sort of, for me at least. And spicy. It's, I'm, it's sort of frontal, which sort of for me means there's bright notes, forward bright notes like citrus and, um, yeah, I can't even really put it into words right now. I don't, I usually have a notepad with me and, and things like that, but. And here we go. We're going to. Yeah. Um, talk about, um, you know, two people smoking two cigars that came out of the same pack and my flavors that I'm getting are a lot different than what Matt's getting. Yeah. That's going to be palate difference. My flavors are, um, though they're, um, I would say medium to full. There's a little bit of spice on the, on the, um, back end of it. Um, but it's a, it's a rich and heartier, um, type of uh flavors that i'm getting yeah not so bright like matt was well and i'm getting i'm getting the that spice yep on the back of my palate mm-hmm. and on but i'm on the front i'm getting some some of those citrusy notes a little bit of black pepper awesome um but it's really good and it's, it's got, super good it's it's got a the smoke uh so when you talk about smoke we were saying earlier about wispy lighter smoke this one is not that at all. This one, the smoke is very rich. It's got a very thick texture to it. Um, Chewy. It is. It's like it's got this. It's almost got bite, um, yep. bite to it. Um, uh, one of the other things that you can do um, if you want to learn more about tasting your cigars is um, I recommend starting off. You know, just sit down with your phone with a notes note taking app on your phone or a notepad and a pen. And start with a clean palate. Have it be your first cigar of the day. Start with a clean palate. Just have, uh, you know, a simple beverage with you. Nothing, you know, super heavy. Um, and just just start smoking the cigar and just think about what's going on in that smoke. What you smell. What you taste. It doesn't have to be specific words or specific flavors. Yep. Just start thinking about, you know some of the general characteristics that are coming across your palate and do a uh, quick Google search for cigar flavor wheel. And Mm -hmm. that'll most likely bring you to a half wheel site, which is totally fine. And uh, there they have put together a, uh, you know, your typical flavor wheel of all the different flavors um, found, you know, generally in, in cigars. Yeah. And don't think about it too hard. Just just smoke, enjoy, look at it, and be like, oh, I am picking up a little coffee. Or yeah. this and and it might not even be that it's tasting like coffee, but it's reminding you of coffee or whatever the deal may be. But that's how you start to get into some of those different flavor profiles. Yeah. And it's fun. It's it fun. is fun. It's, it's fun to do that because especially when you start you know, getting to the point where you can say, Hey, I think this has this kind of a, you know, it has X kind of wrapper on it. And let's say it's just a cigar that you, you like the way the band looked, the price was right. You buy it, you smoke it. And you think, I think this might be X kind of band. And then you've, you, you realize, Oh crap, I was right. 
It is. And it's really, it's actually a lot of fun when you start getting kind of dialed in and you say, Hey, you know, pat yourself on the back and say, Hey, I guessed, you know, two of the kinds of tobacco in the cigar. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and keep, do whatever you can to keep your palate healthy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if it, if you enjoy premium cigars, obviously we're into that. We think it's great, but try to keep your palate healthy. If you're, if you're, if you're a cigarette smoker, do everything you can to stop, you know, just, just going to ruin your palate, focus your smoking money and your smoking time on premium cigars, you know, uh, cause c- cigarettes can, can just, uh, really just ruin, ruin your palate. So just try to, you know, try to stay healthy, do things, you know, to, uh, to keep your palate kind of, uh, kind of shaped up, um, and staying away from cigarettes is something you can, uh, that's, de- I mean, it's good for just in general, but it's definitely going to be better for you being able to get more enjoyment out of a cigar. Um, and kind of the last one is lighters. Um, we want to talk about how to, uh, you know, one of the problems we have is lighters can be temperamental. You know, they're, you can have the simplest lighter in the world. I don't have a Bic lighter around, but, you know, I do use Bic lighters on a semi-regular basis because they're cheap and they're reliable. Um, there's no, and, and they're easy to travel with. You can bring them on an airplane, and for the most part, you're not going to have any trouble. You can't bring a torch lighter on an airplane unless you check it in your luggage. And sometimes even in a check bag, they'll, they'll flag you for a torch lighter. And uh, I will challenge anyone who says they can taste the difference between a Bic lighter and a uh, torch lighter with good butane. Somebody said that to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've never heard that before. No, I mean, I've, I've heard the Zippo thing, which I agree oh, with. You don't, use, is... you don't use a Zippo because they put this, they put this uh, uh, chemical in the, in, the, uh, in the fluid for Zippos. But I started to this, love that. It has this amazing smell to it. It really does. But it that that smell fills the air and gets into your gets into your cigar and and it just throws it off so i don't like using zippos um, but for cigarettes when i used to smoke cigarettes oh I yeah would love a zippo yeah you know oh well, there is and, something about the sound of a zippo but, yep. but you can get a butane insert for a for a zippo lighter too yeah you can so but they because zippo is very small the butane inserts are good for like one cigar because they're very, they have a very small reservoir for butane. True story. So, butane lighters. It's a torch. This one here has four torches on it. Uh, this is a Lotus brand. Uh, Garrett's got a Zycar right there. Single torch. Uh, single torch. I love this one. It's the. I think it's called the Turium uh, single torch. It's round. It fits in your cigar case just perfectly. Um, so this one is. Um, a very large tabletop lighter, although I do bring it with me from time to time. Um, it's got a nice way to close it there. But sometimes you're going to run into this problem where your lighter just won't light. And obviously that's a problem because you need your lighter to work to smoke your cigar. So, uh, Real quick, Matt, yeah. question from Robert Holt. Oh, hey. How's it going, Robert? Asking what we're smoking. Robert, we are smoking... The Cedrus that you and Sharon were so graciously kind, and we thank you so much that you sent to us. Um, we are enjoying every single puff. It's an absolutely beautiful cigar. Thank you. Thank you, brother. We are very, yep. very grateful. And uh, you will be seeing uh, 
seeing these published very soon on HowAboutThatCigar.com. And uh, Robert, check your email, by the way, brother. I sent you a little something earlier today. So hit me up when you have a chance with that. I appreciate it, brother. Um, so your lighter. Um, first and foremost is just like your body, you got to start with quality fuel. So do not go to Walmart or, or Gas station. you know, um, some local smoke shop, which is, you know, typically a cigarette shop that they'll sell every brand of cigarettes under the sun and, and usually uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, loose cigarette tobacco for people who like to roll their own cigarettes. Um, you can get very poor quality butane. Um, Zycar is not a sponsor, but <coughs> ever since this came out of the market, the Zycar high performance butane, the what's really, they made it originally for high altitude. I don't use anything else. This stuff is absolutely tremendous. You're, you're, I have not had any issues with even the cheapest of torch lighters since I started using this stuff. So it's absolutely fantastic. Um, and I, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, it's, it's the only stuff I use anymore. So even if you're not using Zycar high performance, find stuff that is really high quality. Um, that's been refined at least four times because you'll get particulate matter in there. It's going to clog the snot out of your lighters and you just, it's just going to cause problems and it's going to make you wish that you'd spent an extra dollar 50 on better quality butane. And this can, this large can is somewhere in the 13 to $15 range on Amazon. And, and at most brick and mortar shops, it might cost you a dollar more at a brick and mortar shop. Spend the money on the good stuff. It's worth every cent. Yep. Either for me, it's either the Zycar high performance or the Calibri. Calibri's good too. Yep. Yeah. Um. So Matt, let's say uh, let's say you've uh, filled your lighter because um, it was empty. Yeah. Uh, you filled it, and then you you can kind of hear the gas coming out, but it's not lighting. Yeah. What? Uh, well, the first thing you want to do if if you got you fill up your lighter and if it's a quality lighter, it's going to have a window that'll show you how much uh, how much butane is in there. So we'll start with you fill that lighter up. Let's say you take that can of butane, you start to put butane into the lighter, but you look at that, you look at the tank and you realize it's there's nothing going in there. Mm-hmm. What a lot of times happens, you get excess air in the tank, so you need to purge it. So you go to the fill valve, you can use uh, you can use a small nail. Zycar even makes a purge, uh, purging tool uh, that that is made to fit over that that fill valve without damaging it. Um, you can use the tip of a draw tool, although you have to be very careful because you don't want to damage that fill valve on your on your lighter or a ballpoint pen or or a car key. And you want to just push down on that a little bit just to um, let some excess air. Because uh, you'll, you'll get air pockets in that tank, and you won't be able to fill any more butane in there. So just give it a couple quick presses, and, and you'll hear some of that air escape out of there, and then just let it go. Do it in an extremely well-ventilated area with no open flame because it's dangerous. We're talking about gas, flammable. Pres- pressurized flammable gas here. Um, then once you do that, put the butane back on there. Fill up your reservoir. When you see that the tank is full, leave it sit. Now that does get very cold, so sometimes you have to, you know, give it a few minutes for that to warm back up because otherwise you're going to have issues with that lighting. 
Um, and then let's say you still push down on that plunger and nothing's happening. The first thing you want to do is you want to check in there. There's that little, um, I don't even know how you say it, that electronic ignition. Yeah, but just it's, the igniter. It's, it's a little, it's a pole that makes a spark. And you saw just there that didn't light, but that time it did. If you if you look in there and there's no spark, sometimes you just take a little needle nose and move it from one side to the other. Just I mean, I mean like a millimeter, Ever just so barely, barely move it. And it just it has to be close enough to one of those contact points below there where it'll arc. And if it's too far away, it's not going to be able to make that arc. So you want to just test test that out, move it around a little bit. Other times it can get carbon buildup on it. Mm-hmm. So just take a little brass brush, the same thing you'd use for cleaning off a spark plug or something like that. Give it a little give it a little love with the brass brush and get that carbon buildup off of there. And then you'll get your spark. And then you'll see your flames coming out. Now, and that's odd, this one won't shut off. I hear it. I'll have to check that out. Do you hear it? I hear it. Oh, yeah, I hear that too. That's strange. Well, as you can as you can hear, I've got a little issue with this lighter. <laughs> it's kind of kind of ironic that we're talking about that right now. Adjust the uh the valve. Yeah. Um, well I'll set it aside for now. Yeah, that's just flowing out of there like crazy. I'm going to set it aside so I don't catch myself on fire. I don't know. I think we're filming, so that'd be fun. Um, well, give me that Zycar one. Um, yeah, you can hear that thing down there. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and most lighters also have uh, have air intakes, little screens. Um, you can see those little openings right there that have little metal screens on them. And if you're listening on the podcast, um, check us out on on uh, Facebook Live, you'll be able to see this. Um, little screens uh, meant to take in fresh air to help keep that flame going and provide uh, um, air for the jet to burn. Um, if those get clogged up with dust, you know, you carry it around in your pocket. Those are going to get clogged up with lint and things like that. Just go, you know, give them a little, give them a little puff of air. That should clean out any lint or anything that's in there. Um, and play around with each each lighter is going to be a little different as far as where you're going to get the best burn and you know use your adjustment wheel on it to you know get just the right height of flame so that it lights and burns properly um so those are you know if your lighter doesn't light obviously it's going to be a frustration and it's going to be a problem so you know just a little bit of lighter maintenance is going to make your life a lot easier now another thing that i want to bring up quick um, going back to cigars and uh, what some may see as issues, we're not going to talk about the uh, mold versus plume debate here, but we will talk about mold. What happens when you um, open up a cigar and you see some little white fuzzy stuff or yep. you open up that tube? Typically, I see them in tubes more often. It happens now, a lot in tubos, yeah. Um, than I, I do in sallowed or unsallowed cigars. Um, you know, what's the danger of of uh the mold well i mean if if you do find one of your cigars that has mold on it uh, i I don't want you to panic um it's it's Mm -hmm. nothing to worry about but you don't want to just leave that mold on there uh and just cut it and you know pop it right into your mouth and start you know puffing away um you want to wipe off as much of it as you can it's not the fact is unless the mold is extremely thick and if 
if the mold is very thick and splotchy and fuzzy, you should probably discard that cigar. But if it's light, then I don't think you need to worry about it. Take an extremely damp paper towel, wipe it off, leave it sit for 10 minutes to dry, and then smoke the cigar. It's probably going to be fine. Yep. Um, yep, you just don't want your foot to be... Yeah. Um, if down, yeah. down at the end on the foot, before you light it, if you see fuzzies on the foot, I would recommend throwing yep. that one away. Yep. Um, because most likely, if there's mold on the foot, that mold has gone up into the channel of the cigar, and you're actually going to be um, puffing mold mm-hmm. spores and... You just don't want to do that. Yeah. It's not good eats. Um, I don't know if we want to take a second and um, kind of. I, I saw that. So, Risty, hey, thanks for joining us. Um, yep. Risty actually has a, a great point. So, there's been a lot of news today that uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, probably Twitter, I really don't know because I don't, I just don't use Twitter all that much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they are clamping down on, uh, on fun, basically. <laughs> Uh, they're they're basically they're they're taking steps one increment at a time to basically get rid of anything tobacco related, um, even uh, premium cigars, which, as we talk about a bunch, have nothing whatsoever to do with the rest of the tobacco world. But nonetheless, instead of actually uh, being intellectually honest, they just lump it all in as the same thing. So Risty said that he created a group. So there's a, there's a social media community called MeWe, and which I joined a while ago, but I haven't been super active on it, but things going on with, yeah, yeah, things going on with Facebook. I think we may be starting to get more active because uh, if, if you can't do anything cigar related on Facebook or Instagram, then I'm going to find some place where I can do cigar related stuff. And so Risty says that he created a group um, on MeWe uh, on, on the MeWe app, uh, just in case Facebook gets all crazy and uh, and boots cigar groups. So, guys, check that out, the the comment that Risty left. Uh, check that out and go and join his cigar group. Um, Risty, thank you very much yep. for that. We appreciate it. Yeah, and we'll keep you posted, too, as uh, as things happen. Either that or um, we may have one final posting and tell everybody, hey, uh, move over here and uh, come see us and our content and all that jazz over on MeWe. Yeah, because we're going to keep doing what we do. Yep. And if it if we do that on Facebook, great. If we if Facebook boots us, then we're going to find someplace else to do it. We're not going to we're not just going to fold up our tents and leave. I'm sorry, that's not happening. Um, so we'll if if Facebook says no, then sorry, I'm going to take our toys and and go somewhere else. Absolutely. That's the other thing I love about that lighter is it's a great touch up lighter. Yeah. Single flame, but that jet is just great. Absolutely. Um, so that is, I mean, that's just kind of a general, you know, just some general cigar problems that we all run into as cigar smokers and some some quick tips to, you know, help us, you know, get around those and, and not have to worry so much and just still be able to enjoy our cigars. Um, thank you guys for leaving comments and more suggestions. If you have any more, the, the video is still going to be up. Go back in there and leave more comments as things come to mind. We really appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, we ready for fun? I'm going to check real quick. Oh, uh, Twins uh, Twins Yankees. Looks like uh, it's still close. Oh, wow. Uh, end of the fifth, uh, Yankees up 9-7 over the Twins. So, yeah, I just wanted to check that. 
Anybody's game. Anybody's really at this point. Um, so uh, let's move uh, move into our next uh, our next spot. We got some useless facts this week, mm. as we do every week. Although I don't think we did. We do the useless facts while we were in Kentucky. We did. Oh, that's right. We did. One thing we forgot to do was notable smokables, but yeah. it was like 180,000 degrees in there. And oh, my gosh. We just forgot about it. Um, so, uh, but going back to useless facts, um, I got two of them this week, and we're going to start. Garrett, would you hand me that prop I there? would. So, you guys watching, and if you're listen, listening on the, on the audio podcast, thank you very much for listening, but don't forget to check us out on Facebook Live because you can see the things that you can't on the audio podcast. I'm holding here a champagne glass and this is you know there are different kinds of champagne glasses there's the tall champagne flute and there's the short uh shallow champagne bowl and this is the one i'm holding right here so where what inspired the design for this kind of champagne glass oh la la wouldn't you like to know well i am going to tell you what inspired the design for this champagne glass this champagne glass was originally made from wax molds that were taken of Marie Antoinette's breasts. Boom. You heard it here first on HowAboutThatCigar.com. And I have to say that, you know, looking at the size of this uh, champagne glass that has my fingerprints all over it, but uh, looking at the size of this, I think to myself, well, you know, that poor girl. Yeah. But, you know, it's yeah, all right. Okay. It's all right to each their own. Yep. So next time you drink out of a champagne glass like this, you are drinking out of a boob mold. <laughs> boob. <laughs> he said boob. You're drinking out of a boob mold. So next time you drink out of a sh- – next time you're going to drink champagne, maybe instead of going for the tall flutes, go for this guy because of the significance. Ask for the boob glass. Ask, ask for it by name. Next mm-hmm. time you order champagne, say, and I'd like the boob glasses, please. Mm-hmm. So next uh, useless fact of the day, um, Attila the Hun. <laughs> great guy. Great. Great. I mean, just really down to earth. Super successful. Successful. He was calm, even keel. Mm-hmm. You know. Everybody I talked ev- to that knew him. Yeah. So... Um, I thought this was actually just a legend, but it turns out that it is true. Um, he was married, I think, five or six times. And um, his last marriage, the night of the wedding celebration, he actually died from a chronic nosebleed. He got so drunk at his own wedding celebration that he passed out and cho- choked to death on his own blood. So, uh, you know, this, this, this great, this great and powerful warrior, Attila the Hun met his ends because he got too hammered and, uh, uh, had a nosebleed. I mean, how, how sad is that? You think this great and noble and well, not noble this, I mean, he was a horrible human being, but this, this great and powerful warrior, this warlord. He died choking to death, choking to death on his own blood. So you know, I mean, Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Yeah, he kind of was vomit, but he also yeah. choked. That's so fun, gross. fun facts, mm, fun, fun facts. facts. And uh, if you just ate, 
There you you're, go. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, drink some champagne mm. out of the boob glass, out of the boob. and that'll make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And now it is time for Numero de los Muertos. <laughs> All right. The number this week is 113 in the U.S. 113 in the U.S. Annually. So every year in the United States, 113 people die from this item. That's a very low number. It is. That might and be actually that might be the lowest number we've had. Hmm. Maybe. It might be. It's a low number. We should probably keep track of these. So this uh to give you a bit of a clue is um this item is a uh an aid. It helps you it, do something. It's an item. It, it is helps it's, you a, do it's something. an object. Uh, is it a, uh, is it a medical no. aid? It's not. It's in this room. Ooh. Is it a boob glass? Oh, no. <laughs> it's not a boob no, glass? it's not a boob glass. Okay. Um, it's in this room. It's an aid. Is it, um, is it something used for projects and or construction? Yes. Is it something that you climb on? Yes. Is it a ladder? Yes. Do 113 do 113 people die every year in the United States from falling off a ladder? Yes. I finally got one with with minimal effort. I mean, yeah. some of these guys if you've been watching or listening, some of these I just get completely stumped. And I finally, finally got one. So uh, actually, I'm surprised the number isn't higher. Higher, I know. Me too. Because you think about the fact that uh, a six-foot fall can kill you. And, you know, uh, and, uh, even the smallest of ladders on any construction site is going to be a six-foot stepladder. Uh, and I have, yeah, I have six-foot stepladder right over there and my extension ladder right there um, in in uh, in the garage at the new house and Guys, if you've been watching for a long time, we have sheetrock, we have a sign, we have it's a real thing. That's not it's not just some goofy old ice fishing house that was plopped down next to the house and threw some insulation into for the the cold winter months. Moving it's, on up, it's a real thing, yeah. and it's going to be even even better. Uh, but you know, we literally moved in ten days ago, so. You know, give me a break. A lot of cool things on the horizon, guys. Um, not only is this uh, the this new space that you know is going to be built out, um, but as we get uh, more and more cool guests and more and more relationships yes. with people, we've got giveaways that are going to be coming yes. um, down the pipe very soon. Um, you see the see the HBTC hat. Got these. We got some other hats with the full logo on them. We're going to be giving some stuff away going to be working with some other partners uh to put put together some cool stuff that you guys can win and um yeah like garrett said we got people coming on the show um next week again i mean jesse and steve from hand rolled the movie they're going to be on the show next week and, yeah, and we're just beyond excited daniel said he just watched the movie and uh awesome he, he loves it awesome yeah it's guys like i said Spend go on iTunes right now and spend your spend your fifteen dollars and and buy that movie because it will and and share it with your friends who aren't necessarily cigar people so that they can learn 
about the history and the the dignity of this of of the culture of premium cigars. You know, share yep. share it with everybody. Um, so yeah, big big time stuff coming up. More guests. We're we're expanding. We're growing. Uh, we're getting. Uh, we we want to thank you guys so much because you're you're sharing what we do and and we're getting a lot more hits uh, every week on the audio podcast. We're getting tons of hits on Facebook, which is another reason we just want Facebook and Instagram to just lay off and let, you know, let, let people, you know, consenting adults just enjoy their premium cigars. Um, and you know, we're the, the, the website is, is, is hopping to numbers are starting to go up on there and you know, it's all because of you guys. And we we're super grateful that yep. you guys are along this journey with us and we're, we're learning together and, you know, part of this premium cigar industry that is just, it's, it's the greatest community of people. And, you know, meeting with everybody in Kentucky last week. Gosh. We've got more stuff coming up where we're going to be going out there and just getting to know people on boots on the ground, you know, get sit down and enjoy people's company, sit down, spend your time together, smoke a great cigar, have a drink, talk, get to know each other. You know, it's, uh, it's just one of the great joys. Beautiful, that we have. beautiful thing. Yeah. We want to thank uh, uh, Robert Holt and Sharon Holt for, again, this evening's cigar, the Southern Draw cedrus toro beautiful beautiful cigar look for them in your brick and mortar shops if they don't carry them ask, ask for, for your tobacconist to carry southern draw cigars because they are tasty tasty treats we want to thank you guys for joining us again like share subscribe find us on uh, all the social media uh, mm-hmm. as long as you still can and uh, until we see you guys next time burn cigars not bridges take care